Can you solve a data-intensive business problem with just queries? And if so, then what is the difference between data science and, say, data analytics? These are not just theoretical questions. The answers have practical and significant impact on your daily work and well-being as a data scientist. In this episode, we'll share a couple of mental models we use to think about these topics. Enjoy. Why do people say we need data scientists? I think part of it is all the success stories of places where something called data science created value. Probably mixed with the feeling that a lot of people are making great advances by using their data. Or it could just be that you can get more attention or look more technologically advanced or look more competitive by mentioning that your work is based on data science. And these days, I think if you say they have this algorithm that is powered by AI, this is kind of something you hear a lot. There have been different equivalents. If I remember correctly, in 2013, 14, when I was starting to join the job market, the big phrase was big data. There was a big hype about we are using big data. And because of that, we are much better than our competition who doesn't, or we are opening new doors, or we are able to do new things because we are doing things with big data. I think that's definitely one of the motivations many places started to think about hiring data scientists and adding data scientists to their organizations. Ideally, it should be motivated by doing things better based on our data and in a data-driven fashion. There is this term data mining, I, I think is so out of fashion nowadays, people even feel ashamed to mention that term. But then when you think about the fundamental of what business want, apart from the PR and the marketing part <laughs> of it, it's fundamentally you have a bunch of data, you want to get value out of it. Mm -hmm. How is data science different? Is it only the techniques? To be honest, I really don't like drawing these hard lines about like, this is data mining, but not data science. This is machine learning, but not data mining. I think, for instance, people who are in the field of data mining or machine learning know that there's a lot of overlap and you're trying to look for patterns in your data or find insights or interesting information from your data in both machine learning and data mining. Maybe a better way to look at these things is what kind of effect do you expect to make in the world? And of course, the labels can be useful when the distinctions are useful as well. When making the distinctions, you can make the conversation easier. You can make people's lives easier. You can maybe have separate education that is targeted to our different goals. But in reality, I think there's, there's too much overlap between these things. Many of the techniques, many of the ideas in data mining are exactly present today in what is called machine learning and AI or, or data science. It's kind of a messy field of concepts and ideas anyway. And for me, what is interesting there is the realization that we could solve problems in a better way. By applying deep principles in scientific thinking, I know there are probably philosophical, conceptual distinctions in making very clear definitions for what is AI and what is machine learning and what is data science and how does it differ from statistics. But in practice, I think we are dealing with a toolbox of methods, of mental models and ways of thinking and ways of solving problems that can be helpful in making an impact in the world and doing things in a better way. In that sense, 
I personally don't find it super useful to, for instance, distinguish between a data analyst and a data scientist. I never find the lines that are drowned in the sand to say this person is a data scientist while the other one is a data analyst very helpful in practice. I actually think it's quite negative because imagine if you are a, you consider yourself a data scientist and you define yourself by drawing some kind of line any kind of line, right? It doesn't matter how you draw it, then there are techniques, there are knowledge, there are skills on one side of the line, and there are those on the other side of the line. And in a fast-moving field with the current speed of how AI, how machine learning, how data science are moving, those things also move very quickly. So what could be a, a something very hot, very fancy to do today might not be three months from now, might not be a year from now. And then what do you do? You can easily come to the conclusion three months down the line, just based on what is hot and what is not, that, oh my God, I thought I draw the line this way. I thought I'm on this side of the line, but actually I'm on the other side of the line. I'm together with all these non-data scientists. I need to skill up. I need to learn all this new fancy stuff very quickly so that I can be on the other side of the line again. I can call myself data scientist again. That must be very tiring if people think like this, no? Taking a step back from all the hype and all the controversies around what is data science and what is not data science, the underlying truth is that you can have a set of skills that can be useful in the world. They can help you solve some problems in the end. The foundation that I find interesting there is basing your solutions on sound scientific method, basing your solutions also on pragmatism and having evidence and data behind it. There's a lot of times when you try to approach a problem that naturally having data is helpful in making a better solution. It's not just because you're trying to fit into the picture. It's not just because you're trying to be worthy of some specific label that you go to your data. It's not just because of ending up on one side of a line versus the other one that you need to use a specific methods. No, there are situations where to solve the problem effectively, it is really useful to do machine learning. And there are situations where to solve a problem effectively, it is enough to issue some queries to their database and ask clever questions and analyze them intelligently to derive the best decisions that you can make. To me, all of these are instances of what we can call data science. And probably I'm not in the large majority who thinks like this, but I would like to think the labels are not that important in the end. Probably when you're trying to find a job or when you're trying to negotiate a salary, at some point you need to define whether you fit a label or you fit a position or not. And even in those situations, still what matters is not if you got this label once or if an organization gave this label to you once or not, if a boot camp made you a certificate that holds this label or not, but it's more important that you have the set of skills that are useful for what any place is trying to attach to those kind of labels. And I think there's also a big misconception people have is that, okay, if I use queries, then how do I differentiate myself from others? I always remember this you and I were sitting in a, in a presentation. It was the end presentation of a project. The person uh, that completed this machine learning project was going through the technique he used, the library he used, and then uh, all the fancy stuff he did. And then he come to this query 
and it was wrong. Okay, anyone can make a mistake, right? But then when I pointed out to that person, then what I noticed is that he kind of just tried to brush it off and then say, ah, you know, there's just a query. We can just do that. Let's just continue with the work. But then I remember saying to myself, no, your query is wrong. And then everything you build on top of this is is wrong. It doesn't matter what techniques they use. But then still that person did as if that's not the case. But then he used this machine learning solution. And therefore, it's still something that is valuable and then we should use. It's kind of a comical situation to some extent. I always think about this analogy of people who start taking up a sport, for instance. There is some tendency in a group of people to get obsessed with the gear. Yeah, so if you want to play basketball, you think, oh, I need to have this jersey and I need to have these Air Jordan shoes. Or if you go to the gym, you can see people who come to the gym and in their first few sessions, they have all the gear. They have the bands and chains and belts and everything that you probably won't need for a year or two, while they forget that they can start by learning to do one push-up, for instance. That kind of picture, that kind of analogy is very common, or at least used to be very common in a group of data scientists. People who are very well-versed, or at least practice a lot, for instance, deep learning. They're very hands-on with TensorFlow. They could be very good programmers as well. But then forget that the work that they do depends a lot on their interpretation and their good use of the data. Or, for instance, cannot connect their work correctly to any meaningful KPI that is useful in the world out there beyond precision and recall that they've seen in most of the tutorials that they followed. This kind of gap, I think, is also kind of a ridiculous situation in many ways. The same way that I think when you're practicing some sport, I have this mental rule that you kind of need to earn your gears. You need to go to a level that justifies you have this expensive gear. I think a lot of data scientists could have a lot better effect in the world if they could really justify the gear that they are trying to use. One kind of story that I see a lot is data scientists who get fascinated by people who are most successful in applying machine learning. Somebody who made the transformer architecture in deep networks. Of course, they sell it as the ultimate solution for the problem that they're facing. And it is truly a very good solution for the problem that they're working on. But then choosing them as a role model can cause you to have the thinking that I really need to get on top of this transformer architecture And then I'm the greatest data scientist. While in reality, most people who get to that level have already built a very strong foundation in statistics, in problem solving, in asking the best questions. It's easy to be fooled by this shiny presentation and to think that this is the one thing that I need to learn. And this is the one skill that I need to demonstrate and I need to get good at to be a great data scientist. On the opposite side of that, if you have those things, then whatever method you use, that is really secondary. So we were talking about queries and we had this data scientist in our team. She was facing a challenge that can potentially be quite daunting. But then she managed to find a solution that just used a bunch of queries and built a feature on top of that that is still being used by millions of people every day. At the same time she was working on that, there were other people using more sophisticated methods. And even two years after she has completed that solution, people are still 
uh, trying to use machine learning models and whatnot to come up with something that beats it. And that never happened. And to me, that is a really good data scientist. To me, that is really solid data science work. Yeah, I really think that way of thinking could be helpful both for the data scientists as well as the companies or the teams in which they work. I've seen too many data scientists being ashamed of simple solutions. And to think from a problem-solving perspective, to think from a purely scientific perspective, I think simple solutions should be definitely a source of proud rather than shame. If you think in terms of maybe engineer problem solver, we know all the harms that can be there because of complexity. Maintaining a complex system is more difficult. Keeping a complex system, adapting with changing environment can be more difficult. Having good intuitions about the complex system can be more difficult. We're all aware of overfitting in machine learning, for instance. Having too many parameters does not guarantee that your solution would generate to other data sets. But somehow when people practice data science, I think our fascination with the theory and the tools that we like most can cause us to go for complexity. I've heard this sentence a lot of times from data scientists that, yes, I can do it that way, but there's no machine learning in it. I've seen also this example of many data scientists who already know how the solution should look like, but are wasting weeks trying to teach a machine to learn this kind of solution. Instead of, for instance, feeding the solution, structuring their solution in a way which has those kind of properties. And ironically, they would only be happy and they would only consider the job done where the automatically learned solution has that exact property. So one thing that I think would dramatically help data scientists in getting more satisfaction from their work, but also in truly making more effective and more useful solutions is to praise simplicity more often than we currently do. Just one last thing before you go. If you are not a data scientist yet, but want to become one, you should really attend our webinar. We will demystify the transition into data science. We'll show you the most effective way to build your skills, and we'll advise you on the four possible options you can take to go from where you are to landing a data science job in as little as nine months. Find out more at nds.show forward slash webinar. That is nds.show forward slash webinar. All right. That's the end of this episode. Have a nice day.